Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Back to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace crew, Matt Ricks. It was a blockbuster week, round 12. Uh, players let us down, players took us up. But we've finally, finally made it through to round 13, the first buy. State of Origin is on the agenda for tonight. Uh, we look we look ahead to the game one in, in Sydney next Wednesday evening, the 8th of June. Plenty to crack on through with selections and non-selections. There's injury chat, there's players doing their backs and joining me tonight, a couple of guys who I'm sure will let me down as much as TPJ let his, lets his owners down on a weekly basis. It's Tubes, welcome back to the tube. welcome back to the pod pod. Yeah, I, I thought you were about to say to the Tubes' pod and, and that'd be about right. Um, thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be back. I'm coming in off a big week and I'm, and I'm surprised that you've, um, you've turned up. That I've turned up? Mm. How come? Oh, just you know, you, you took a bit of a beating this week from the from the tubes as pods. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll get Dan hasn't shown up after the beating. I'm just surprised to see you as well. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> you've you've mentioned Dan's not Dan's not joined us tonight. He's he's uh, indisposed. But luckily we got uh, we got the big man on deck. Uh, welcome back to the pod pod, Jono. Jono, uh, how you been getting on since we last spoke to you on the pod a, f- a few weeks ago? Well, I've got a sneaking suspicion you guys are only interested in me being on when the, when the ranking is looking good because I was down in the doldrums hitting about 4,000 only last week and now now that I'm hitting almost top 1,000 again, the little text comes through, can you come back on the pod? So little theory of mine. Well, yeah, we like to pick form over... Uh... Uh, we like to pick form over anything else. So you were you were right in the gun to come on the pod this week, and it's it's good good to have you back. And, and you mentioned the doldrums of four thousand there. Not sure how Tubes feels about that. I think you kill for a four thousand, right? The um, I thought we'd invite you on, Jono, before the first buy and before your head to head matchups kick in, and your your overall rank just starts to plummet. So. Your uh, yep. top thousand rank is is this is probably as high as you're going to be for the rest of the season. Tank season is beginning this week for me when it comes to the buys, which is something I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about in tactics coming up later. I can't get my head around it, Jono. Like how you can just tank like that. You're in position. You're in position for a big top one thousand finish, but you 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 need you want your cashy, don't you? I just want that cash league head to head success, Matt. That means more to me than than a top one thousand rank. If I was a sniff of coming you know, number one, then we'd be talking a different story. But yeah, for me, it's all about the cashing. Fair enough, fair enough. So, Jono, how did you score on the weekend, did you say? Uh, 13.48. Yeah, wow. So, big score. That's a monster. Was that what top what for the round? Uh, it snuck inside the top 250 for the Oof. round. Well done. And and Tubes, not to be outdone, I, I've got to give you credit where it's you. How'd you go on the weekend? Uh, I had a 13.36, which is about 350th overall for the round. And I've stormed back up the rankings by – climbed the rankings by 7,000. And so I'm back into the top 7,000. Who got the job done for Tubes' pods on the weekend? Ah, uh, who didn't get the job done? <laughs> it was probably more. Obviously, Teddy, Walker, Munster, VC Munster and looped him. I actually had to play Lolo as an AE, so it just worked out perfectly. Um, I guess Nat Butcher was a nice bring-in earlier. Yeah. Oh, and then probably the big one was I've been spruiking him for a while is uh, Campbell Graham. Uh, finally, oh, yeah. you know, let off the shackles on that left edge and uh, and had a big score. Yeah, he'll certainly be on the radar for most coaches next week, I think, now that he's missed, missed origin selection. The Terrace crew scored a respectable 1181, bit bit far off you boys, but we're, uh, we're happy enough with it back there, which dropped our rank from 84 down to 110. So still, you know, lurking around that top 100. Pretty pleased, set up for buys this week. We'll, we'll get into numbers shortly. A couple of, it was a bit of a trade decision that went wrong. I was going to bring in Butcher all week and then I bought in Kickout on the day um, after a bit of chat with the boys. Still happy enough with the kick-out buy, but it obviously 
didn't work out on the weekend with a with a thirty four or whatever he got against against the Cowboys. Um, and I captained Cleary, which was always the plan. So I can't be too disappointed with that. I'm just very very glad Hines went low to kind of offset that. Uh, but well done to all the Munster loopers out there. It was a brave call, but most of uh, was paid off for most of those guys. Uh, quick update on our Queenstown bet. Uh, obviously, uh, me, and, me and Dan, as most listeners would know now, are playing against Tubes and our old man for a bet in Queenstown who plays Poo's Pay for all the round of golf. And the top score for each week counts towards the total. Tubes, you mentioned you got a 13.36 on the weekend. That was good enough. Actually, Dad scored pretty well too, didn't he? Yeah, he got in the 1300s as well. And he only had 16 players. No, 15. 15 and, and got one AE. No, no, yeah, 16 and, 16 and an AE. He got TPJ'd. Yeah. And he had Taft's 12. So that was an unbelievable score. Um, unfortunately, he went early on David Fafita, which is going to sting with him being out this week. Um, yeah, so you guys got a 13.36. Dan uh, did really well with a 12.86 as well. Um, and he's, he's – I don't know why he hasn't come on. He's right up and about. He's up in the 1500th or something. Look, so, Matt, I'm just looking. Dan got 12.81, but I have seen you've put in the sheet 12.86. Hang so on, you're just hang trying on. to sneak five extra points well, there. Well, I, I put in there, but let's have a look, see if I put in the actual sheet. I put in a 12.81. So there you All go. All right. I'll let we, you lead go. By, we lead by 166 points, and we're, we're nearing the halfway mark, just, just about to tick over the halfway mark for the season. So very comfortable with our position. So far, and uh, yeah, warm and warm. Not really much of a day in Melbourne today to be out warming the golf swing up, but looking forward to getting a bit of practice in for Queenstown when uh, we got all that golf paid. I was at at Kingston Heath today. Well, I drove past it, thought about going out there. (laughs) Good little anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) Drove past the golf course. All right. Uh, (laughs) The. the group code still, if anyone wants to get involved, I know this off by heart now. Seven three two six five four. Get involved. I've actually dropped. I'm tied. Well done to Scandy, who's actually tied me in a, on the exact same amount of points. Tied in 110th spot, and yeah, we had a. We, the boys all had a good week, so we got some nice high ranks. All going well, and we're growing every week. So get involved. Uh, don't forget. I should mention we haven't mentioned these tubes for a while. The major prize for those who were involved from the start, was a round of golf at the Lakes in Sydney and a ticket to the Chairman's Lounge at Ramwick. Mm. So big prize to be won there. I've, we haven't, we haven't, we've, we've been a bit remiss of us not to mention that, but um, I, I've got the screenshot of who was who was in from, from the first round. So I think we had 70 runners or so. So it's going to be uh, going to be a nice time had that weekend. Hopefully I'm the one winning it and I might bring a friend. Might even invite you up, John. We'll see how we go. Um, I've earned it at this point, haven't I? Th- three episodes on the pod. Oh, well, don't, don't get ahead of yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how you go. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't performed yet tonight, so we'll see how you go. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Uh, all right, let's get into numbers for this round, boys. So, Tubes, how are you looking for this round? And how have you approached it? Uh, I think I've approached it that for the last few weeks I've been conscious of the buy as I've been making some trades. So bringing in the likes of, I mean, everyone bought in Karaz on the weekend, but he was good because he plays this week. Bought in Nat Butcher a couple of weeks ago. I've held on to Sam Walker probably longer than... I needed to, but thankfully he's gone okay for the past few weeks, which has climbed back up. Uh, and yeah, I've ended up. I've got. I've currently got ten players yep. before any trades. Um, so obviously got three trades to potentially make, and I've just got to make a call on how many I want to use um, to bring in for this round. It was nice to see Lolo named uh, for for the Cowboys. That's huge. So like that's killed me. Not being a Lolo, and I was so just praying that he didn't get through, and that's a real kick in the guts for me. Even though I'm happy for, I am happy for owners, but but not for me. <laughs> so, do you think you're going to make two or three trades this week? I, like I want to make three. I actually this. It's actually I'm struggling with who to trade out. Um, like yeah. I've like as in I'm 
especially having a good coming off a good week, like as in I'm I'm not getting rid of Teddy. Then Cody Walker's gone well. My center wings, Lomax and Campbell Graham, are on you know on the upward trend, and 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 both will play. Gotta keep, Looks like gotta keep those missed, boys. Yeah, missed Origin, so struggling with who I actually want to get rid of. Um, so to make we, three trades, yeah, I might have options? to get rid of um, someone like Cary Grant, and and then a couple of nuffs or, or cheapies. I, I I did Turbo last week. Oh, Burbo, Burbo, yeah, Burbo, Burbo can go. Burbo yeah. can go. Tass can go. But then. Um, it's I, I I don't quite have enough money in the bank to bring in any one of any relevance. So yeah, right. I'm looking at some options. I might end up doing two trades only. I, I think that's slightly above par um, in terms of numbers. I think I saw the average in the top twenty thousand is eight point five players before trades, and in the top hundred that's nine point five. So you're slightly ahead, tubes. Well done. What a beauty. Um, I'm the same. So I've got ten at the moment currently and I'm looking to make two, possibly three, if I can if I can spin it and we'll talk a bit more about that later. But I, I've said the whole way along that my plan was to for twelve. So Vilea going down today has stung. Um I'm not gonna lie. He's a you know he hasn't done much. He's at least we got a bit of a price rise out of him, but he's negative twenty B E was gonna be really handy this week as well as a number. So um I think he's a definite sell if you have him unless you've got other pressing cells that you know you can hold him and maybe wait for his another game, but he's going to be an AE problem still, and he might make another twenty or thirty k. So I think he's an easy sell this week. Jono, did you have Vilea? I do. Uh, yeah, it's very disappointing. At least we were talking before we went on air, Matt. At least, at least he did make a bit of money in the end, so it's not a complete yeah, about a hundred waste of time. Unfortunately, yeah, he's the man who's allergic to base, and I think he took one too many hit ups on the weekend, and probably had an anaphylactic fit or something, man. It's sitting out for the yeah. week. The opposite of the uh, of the song, Addicted to Bass. He's allergic to bass. <laughs> Good hit from the, from, the late, from the late 90s, early 2000s. It's a very niche reference. I'm trying to think of the DJ who who did it, who did the song, but it's completely lost on me. Um, that might be the uh, played out song for the week, I think. We not, yeah, we might, need, we might need the remix. The uh, oh, wow. to- Totally allergic to bass. <laughs> <laughs> Vili Vilea's uh, new new theme song to run out to. <laughs> Beyond that, John, oh, geez, we've got a bit lost there. Um, how are you looking numbers-wise this week? And, and I'm keen to hear about how you've approached it because you're, as we, we mentioned, you're very much a head-to-head player. So buyers take on a, a very different um, perspective when you're a head-to-head player. Look, my approach has been that I haven't even looked at my numbers at any point coming out of it, to be honest. Uh, it's just been playing my strategy, trying to make some money and getting keepers, and that, that's been about it. But I'm going to have 10 this week. I've got eight coming into the round. I've got two trades I'm planning on making. And if it was to win me my head-to-head game, if it was really tight and I was guaranteed to win, I'd look at maybe a third if that was someone who still fit right. my overall philosophy. That's interesting. So if it got to Sunday, you might, and you needed you know, you know, needed to make up 60 points or something, you might look at bringing a Joey Manu in or something like that. Exactly. Someone who I would either consider to be a genuine cheapie or an end-of-season keeper. That's that's right. pretty much where I'm at when it comes to this round. Right. And so if you if you think you're ahead of the game, you'll you'll just hold that. Or or like even if even if it's in even if it's in a bit of dispute without a trade, would you risk it or Yeah, I think so. With where I'm sitting at the ladder in my head to head league, I'd yeah. If if I look good, I probably won't do anything. But if I can guarantee something and there's an option there, it's 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 worth doing. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've never played that game, but yeah, it's um. Who are the two trades that you are looking at making currently? I presume one of them's Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton because he fits that philosophy of yeah, genuine end of season keeper. There's no question he's one of the best super coach players in the game over the last couple of years, and he, he looks to be back. The other one is Savage from the Raiders because to me he's the kind of tra- right. player I'll be trading in, not just because he's playing this week. If if it was any week, I'd probably look at him this week. He seems a genuinely good cheapie to me. Yeah, I'm keen to have a good chat about Savage when we get to that game shortly. Send him off! Send the dressing gas off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! All right, let's get into the um, let's get into the team teams this week and the matches. Uh, we're just we're going to go a little bit off piste here. Um, we usually go through the team changes. Obviously, there's a ton of changes, so we're just going to try and talk about relevant players, whether they're in the team, out of the team or origin relevant, um, we're just going to go through the games. So we'll kick off with Titans versus Cowboys up there at Seabus Super Stadium, 
Friday night. Is it Friday night or Thursday night? Oof. Thursday night. Thursday night. So they put Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and then Sunday Arvo. Right. Yep. One game a day. One that, game that a day. Should, that should get us through. Titans, I, I really struggled here, boys, to come up with anything of, of relevance. Um, Jono, all I've got is both Furmore, and I think you're an owner, are you? I am an owner. I was disappointed to hear that he's a chance of not playing this week because he just seemed like a good kind of one to set and forget for the round. Um, yeah. Matt, I also went looking through that team thinking, can I find anyone of interest to bring up on the pod pod who might be something out of the box? And went through the team and there's just, yeah, there's absolutely nothing. Unless, Chibs, you want to talk about your boy, Jared Wallace? Mm, I've come prepared, guys, this week for one to deliver on. Uh, go, deliver away. Here we we're go. Talking, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our good mate, Corey Podson, Corey oh, wow. Thompson, sitting on the wing. See, I looked at him too, Tubes, and I, I didn't like what I saw when I looked at the numbers he's producing this year. What, what are you seeing that I'm not? I'm not seeing much, just that he's <laughs> pretty cheap. Um, and so he's he's 351000 He's playing this week. He had 40 on the weekend. Um, with, a try, and, with a try. And the Titans have not been going any good. So, Forty with if, you're, a try. If, if you if you're looking at if you're looking at a number, he's one that you could consider bringing in at his price. I'm gonna have to get one of these uh, one of those little sound bites where it's got I, just totally allergic to base. He got 11 in base on the way. Yeah, yeah he's, I, he's not the man he was a couple of years ago, or even last year. Corey Podson. He's getting a bit old and getting a bit long in the tooth. Yeah. So, to well, Jared not, Wallace last week, Corey Thompson this week. Oh, I can't wait to hear what Titans yeah, play Titans bring to the next, next week. Yeah, can't can't imagine I'll prob I'd be I will bring him in. But I mean, it's one of those weeks where, like I said, I'm looking at it my trades are very easy if I have the cash. If I get rid of Harry Grant and then I've got the cash to bring in Crichton, uh, potentially Tarpany, Walsh, some of those other guns that that you would consider um holding for a few weeks. If I don't get rid of Grant, I actually only have about 380k to play with once I get Crichton in. And you're sort of just going looking for, am I going to use that second trade and who can I get under that price range? Um, I don't disagree with your savage call, Jono, but Corey Thompson was one that I piqued my interest. No, no, don't bring in Corey Thompson, Tubes. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want you to now, though. I think you should have to. Bit of a pod. God, anyway. Very big um, pod. All right. He's in 443 teams currently. There's, there's no one There's no one in the Titans else, I think, I think to talk to, talk to. Even Brian Kelly, he's having a terrible year. Jaden Campbell, who I mentioned last week, he got he went all right. He got 49 with a try. He did nothing second half. They obviously got he's not up. terrible, Matt, but I think there's better options at a similar better price. If and he's not cheap either. He's, five, he's 500K, so it's it's too much. Um, on, the, on the cow side now, this is relevant. Um, so they got six picked in the Origin squad, four of whom will miss. So Dearden will miss his 18th man. Val, um, heartbreak for Cotter owners, although not totally, totally unexpected. He'll start at lock for Queensland. And the other one is Nanai, who has kind of been coming a bit better, super coach wise he, he could be one for the run home. He's still scoring tries, but he's also lifted his work rate a bit. So... One to keep an eye on, but he misses this week, unfortunately. Tubes, you mentioned Tamalolo back. Uh, is he an option to buy at, at sort of 488, I think, K? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he still has a high BE this week. Um, so you could obviously get him cheaper, likely the following week, but 488 is still likely cheap for what he'll average over the, you know, the yep. over the, the longer term. So, um I think if you if I didn't own him, uh he's he's on the list possibly just be- second behind Crichton as as ones you'd be looking to bring yeah, in wow. this week that you're going to hold longer term. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit tubes. Oh, sorry mate, you go first. No, no, sorry John, you go. I was going to say oh, I am an owner and I I don't know. I'm not really feeling it with Lola. I'm starting to look at him and think, is he even an end of season front row forward keeper level player? It's just his minutes for a while, they were going on the up and up and he was looking great, which is pretty much when I brought him in. And since then, they've been doing funny things with his minutes and sitting in for long stretches if, if they've kind of got the game. They only up. did that once and then he got injured. Like, His minutes had been going down before that one time. Like He got up to the high 60s and then was kind of getting back down to low 50s, high 40s again, even before yeah. the one you're referring to. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he, he got that really reduced minutes game 
when they were going against the Tigers. He had 31 minutes. But yeah, the week before, Jono, he, he'd gone. So his run of four games before that were 49, 58, 63, 71. So he'd been getting progressively less minutes. So to me, that kind of says maybe he had an injury they were kind of managing. And then obviously he did the MCL against the Storm with only 27 minutes. But yeah, I'm kind of with you, Jono. Like I, I feel like there's more downside than upside with Lolo. Like Peyton Shoney can play funny buggers with him. You know, if he does click into gear, then yeah, he's like a 65 average and you're obviously getting good value for your money there. But I, I, I kind of think Tubes that, if you're going to buy him, it has to be this week. I don't. I think he even ch- a cheaper price next week. I think he loses his relevance not playing round seventeen. I'd rather yeah. wait until later. Yeah, I think it is. It is pretty tough because he did get injured in the in the big game that they needed him in, and then the Panthers. It is. I think he's actually been a bit detrimental by the fact that they were just belting teams, like, and they didn't need him on the field. And whether they Maybe. were managing an injury, but it is a little bit up in the air. But I'm certainly happy to have him this week. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater is another one, Tubes, who has been on the radar. He's coming off two really poor scores. He's got a huge BE this week, I think, in like 125 or something. But he's obviously had back-to-back storm into where he scored okay, and then he's had to 12 against Penrith on the weekend. So that's not ideal. I am considering Drinky for Walker. So I'm keen to hear your view on that as a fellow Walker owner. Cody Walker. Yeah, I get you. I I couldn't entertain it. Really, um, he'd probably be a good number for this week. Uh, I suppose. I mean, he's a bit more. Obviously, the hammer when he was sitting on the bench uh, was a yeah, little bit. <sighs> yeah, um, but obvi- But how long's um, how long's six the winger out felt, for? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. So he gets. Look, you he's an that, option. He gets you through that season. He gets you, th- and so they've got Cowboys have got like a really. Uh, nice draw between now and round 18, or around 17. So they get Titans this week, then Dragons, Manly, Broncos. So four pretty yep. nice scoring games. Only one of those at home, which is a bit of a worry, but they their two away games are at Seabus and Four Pines. Oh, no, sorry. They play the Broncos at home too in that stretch. So I'm considering it. I just feel it's probably a bit sideways for what Walker's going to offer me through to round 17 when they're going to play the same amount of games in that in that stretch. Yeah, so, I'd be holding um, Walker through to seventy. Yeah, yeah. Given he scored a hundred on the weekend, his BE sixty four, and they still have a pretty good run for the next few games anyway. John, a couple of um, cheaper options in this game for the cows. Um, I'm going to throw three names at you here, and I want a little bit of a rundown on what you think of any of them. Uh, Lukey, who starts at second row, uh, Gilbert, who still remains starting second row, and the Hammer, uh, roughly two hundred eighty odd k starting at centre this week and starting on the wing next week? Look, I think uh, Lukey is an interesting one. But again, I think he's just a play for this week because obviously he'll go back to the bench once once they're back at full strength. He had one 80-minute game where I think he scored 90 points, of which 57 yep. was in base. So that that's obviously his, if you, this week he'll get a good score. It's just about whether or not you think that getting him for one good score and then him going back to smaller minutes off the bench is, is worthwhile. Mm, it's it's an interesting one because Cotter and uh, Nanai will have to back up. So could they have impacted minutes? Could could Lukey kind of get an increased role over the next month where he could, you know, go on a bit of a tear and, and maybe make, you know, 100K plus heaps and heaps of points as a nice pot option? Um, yeah, I yeah. don't think you can keep Cotter from playing football. So I, I, I can't imagine they'll be – he'll. The, <laughs> Peyton will have to be, you know, putting a shot in him to rest him. So I think he'll be backing up and playing. But um, yeah, I, I, he is an option. I again, I probably wouldn't be looking at. I think I think he'd be a him. very specific price range option. Yeah, like if you had that three ninety k and you couldn't, like, you know, that was that was your price range option. I think he's one you could take a flyer on. Yeah. Um, to, try to go to another market. one you mentioned, Matt, the hammer. I don't think he's a terrible option, like a 258k on the wing for the Cowboys who've been scoring points. I, I do think for a similar price, a little bit cheaper, Savage is, is better playing at fullback. But mm. I, I don't think he's a terrible option to kind of get in as, as a potential cheapie. Hopefully he gets a few big scores and then cash him out. Yeah, he's I think not, he's a great he's, option. He's not, he's not, well, yeah, I was just going to say he's not one of mine. But um, even though <laughs> I, think, I think I did a, 
a 10 minute monologue in one of the pre season episodes said that I was happy to lock him in to my center wing at 400, 440k. Yeah, but that was when he was at fullback. Um, yeah, true. I, I mean, 250k, if Felt's out for another six weeks and he's got, he's playing center this week and then he'll be on the wing. Mm. Uh, and as you said, the Cowboys have a pretty good run coming up. I just would never uh, feel comfortable playing him. It would just be to make money. And I don't know. I think there might be better cash generators. Yeah. Well, he's a better option than Corey Podson. That's for sure. At 100K cheaper too. The last one you mentioned about was Tommy Gilbert. I mean, it'd be remiss of me to talk about him when Tubes is sitting right there. Tubes is man. Tubesy Gilbert. Tubes. Yeah. He, um, well done to those that have held him. They, you know, the the believers um, that held him in the long stretch. I think he's, he'd be a great one to to still be holding and have playing on the weekend. But couldn't talk anyone into buying him for this week. That's for sure. Nah, he's priced at his price, and yeah, yeah, he's done a job. He's done a job. He's done a job. All right, let's move on to game number two, which is checks notes. Panthers Bulldogs out there at Penrith um, Friday night. Uh, for the Panthers, they miss plenty through Origin. So, um, when it comes to relevant options for purchasing this week, obviously everyone's got Tyrone May and, and most have held Tago. Neither would be a buy, I wouldn't think, um, particularly Tago, um, even though he's done a great job the last three weeks and rewarded those who held. One guy who I mentioned that I bought last week was Kickow. So, he's 600K. Um, he didn't get the job done last week, but um, Panthers have a delectable run coming up, um, starting with the Dogs this week. Um, then they play, uh, checks notes again, they play uh, the Knights and then the Warriors after that, um, followed by the Roosters at home. So they've got a really nice little run of games for, for Viliami to do the job before being around 17 trade out or even a hold through if you if you were that way inclined. Uh, either of you two uh, say you didn't have kick out in your trade plans, but um, would you would you give him some? Have you given him some consideration? I, I've looked at him. I just for me, I like a little bit more dependability in my second row with the chance of upside and someone at that price. I think he's scored forty or under maybe five, four or five times this year, and I just think at that price, I just want something a little bit more dependable in that position. So he's he's. I kind of wish I had him this week, but at the same time. It'd be for this week only, and I'm happy not to have him in my second yeah. row forward moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I concur. What he's five, can I just five eighty three k? Can I just bring up? Is it too early to look at nuffs? Is it nuff season? Because no. I've I've looked at this Definitely game not. and thought Kurt Man, uh, sorry Kurt Falls um, at five eight hundred and seventy five k. He's pick. You can pick him at halfback. And and it's uh and and then it's it's an option to to look at nothing. Tubes, um, I, I looked at the same man as that premise. You know, you get him any plays this week, and then you never see him again because he's he's kind of not even next off the cab. You know, he's behind Sean O'Sullivan as well. But the only issue is, I, I think you want to keep a level halves in your team, and he's only available at halfback. Yep. So at that position, I don't think the enough strategy quite works. But I do like it generally. Just to um, just to add to that analysis, Jono, I agree with you that you can't run um, enough in those key positions. It's too important, too many points to be had. The only um, viable strategy I can think of with Kurt Falls is through the origin period, if you have him as your second halfback, and then if Cleary doesn't back up, you can slot him straight in. So you're kind of um, handcuffing him um, to him so that you know, you've know you kind of got that, that backup through origin and then you might move him on um, post-origin. Uh, so just something to think about there. I don't I don't know if either of you have done that before. Yeah. I think, though, Matt, the problem is Sean O'Sullivan gets a start ahead of him. So yeah, all right. I, I think he's only making the team because both Cleary and Luai right. are out. Yeah, that's that's that's. And so, I forgot about I forgot about. Yeah. O'Sullivan. So I, I threw it out there, but I, I also agree with Jono. I won't be bringing him in because it's – yeah, I'll be finishing the year with Hines and Cleary as my halfbacks, and so I won't be carrying enough in the halfback position. Um, uh, Dylan Edwards kind of obviously gets a few raps for his footy. Bit of a bit of a polarizing figure. Um, Jono, any any interest uh, super coach wise this week? I'm going to do my best to sell you two on Dylan Edwards oh, and see if I go. can convince you either way. 
uh, with keeping in mind I'm no chance of bringing him in myself. Yeah, uh, he's solid average of sixty one. He's five hundred and forty five k. His his worst score of the year is thirty five. So he's got a decent basement for a fullback. They're up against the dogs this week, and I think he wouldn't be one of those ones who's kind of like a bad jumping point to get Pappy back into your team later on. Like for me, for example, I'm running Cooler at fullback at the moment. It's going to be pretty tough to go from from the can of Cooler all the way up to Paps. So <laughs> I just think he might not can be can of Cooler. <laughs> well, can of cola, stubby cola, whatever you want to call it. I like it. I, I, I think that it's just going to be – I think Edwards or someone like him could be a good jumping point to get back in that really expensive player like Paps. Did I sell either of you on Dylan Edwards? Oh, it was it was a pretty short pitch. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I've got you've got me intrigued because looking at their run, and I know you mentioned this with Kickout, Matt, but Bulldogs, Knights, Warriors – then they play the Roosters, and then it's the buy. So if you were bringing him in this week and holding to 17 and hoped Pappy was back by 17, oh, doesn't make origin, and so he plays 17, that's a good little four-week run before potentially upgrading to to Pappenhausen. Um, so you have got me a little bit intrigued. I was thinking more Reese Walsh, uh, but yeah. but certainly I think that, that that's another good viable option. I'm just not sure Edwards has the ceiling to go on that big run that you'd want. You like, I think you'd want the chance that he averaged 90 in those four games. I don't think he's got that in his locker. Consistent. I concede he's an option, but not for me. The dogs, on the other hand, um, I've got Matt Dufty written down here. Um, interesting note: Matt Dufty was the highest scoring player in round 13 last year. I think he got 150 or something. Um, he did. He did. I remember I thought about bringing him in for instead of Gutho or something like that, and and yeah. and I was fuming when I when I went Gutho, but he ended up, you know, beating him over the three round average or something yeah, like that yeah, over the yeah. next two rounds. So he's he's not an option this year. He got ninety one on the weekend, but um, yeah, the the dogs are just they just don't have enough points in them. It was nice to see him score a few on the weekend. Karaz, obviously everyone should have him now. I think he's still a buy this week. I thought he looked great. Jono, did you see that game? I was relying on your text messages, Matt, saying how good he right. looked. I was in the car driving back from Sydney for that one. But what what was it just a case, obviously, with his score and his base being a bit down? Was the ball just not going his way as much? I don't know, Tubes, if you watched this. I presume you did because Lomax was playing, your, your boyfriend. Um <laughs> Like Belmore just feels like a small ground. It feels like it feels hard for some reason. Like they can't spread the ball out. It's kind of just hard to do everything. I know this makes no sense whatsoever, but uh, he was just struggling to get ball, even even with work. So yeah, he looks like a really strong ball carrier. He's a big body. Um, I think he's he's got really great job security now. So I think yeah. if you didn't get him last week, you should get him this week. I'm talking to you, Dad. He's going to make good cash. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. he's, he's a good option to have. Um, outside of that, like obviously TPJ, so disappointing for owners last week. The last game of the round or second last game of the round, he pulls out on the morning. Um, Ming stepped up and had a quite – I think he got a score in the 60s. So, you know, Ming's been a good loyal soldier for this year and we'll get one more game out of him before he, he moves on. Um, a couple of um, – uh, obviously, we've spoken about JMK a lot. He's not really one of mine, and I, I think you're better off. I think you should have a hooker option sorted now. So, I'd probably look past him. Um, one guy who was kind of on the radar this week, Tubes, is Raymond Fitala Mariner. Now he's come back from serious injury. I can't remember what it was, and a couple of mental health problems. Um, he's starting this week, and I think that he might actually keep that spot moving forward. The problem with him is that he is coming off two scores in the twenties, and he's you know in okay minutes. So let's see, he's got a twenty-three and a nineteen in twenty-five and thirty-three minutes. So nothing to write home about. Is he someone who you could entertain as a bit of a pod option? Not myself. I don't think um, it'd be a bit of a flyer to to take. But uh, he's got a bit of a pedi- I, he's got a bit of a pedigree. Yeah, I just think it, it's just too hard to know in that team what they're what they're going to be doing. Like, as in, yeah, he's named at twelve, but then obviously TPJ will be back. Yeah, um, Josh Jackson has been playing lock, but he's mo- been moved to the edge. 
Uh, Corey Waddell's named on 15, and he's been an 80-minute back rower in times this year as well. He looked terrible um, on the weekend. I think yeah, I, ju- I just think it's um, – for me, it'd be a bit too up in the air. That's that's a bit – maybe we save that one for Dan. That's more Dan territory, I reckon. Um, but anyway, we, I thought he was worth a mention, so we'll push on now to a bit more relevance. Uh, Manly versus Warriors, Saturday night out there at uh, Four Pines – Park, Brookie, uh, Roos, uh, Manly, they only lose Cherry to Origin. So they're going to feel quite a strong team. Obviously, Turbo's out. But Jerbo, um, Jakey Trebojevic misses selection. So they, they've got a relatively strong side um, with a few guys who are very relevant. So Ola Kawatu um, is one of them, 580K-ish. Um, and he scored a nice 70 on the weekend. And Jono, Ruben Garrick is the other one. Does he excite you more now in a turbo-less Manly at fullback or would you have preferred him to have a wing spot with turbo um, running off turbo? Like my initial instinct wants to say I'd rather turbo there and have him scoring tries on the wing, but I was actually having a bit of a look at him this afternoon and averaging 72.5 and playing fullback over seven appearances the last two years, it's pretty high. And his, his lowest score that he's had in that run was 50 points. So he's actually a really, really reliable option at centre wing. Well, sorry, at fullback, but available in centre wing. Um, so I am very interested. What, what do you think, Matt? Would you where, where do you stand on that? Um, yeah, I'm. I wasn't interested. I was. I was firmly in the Joey Manu camp, um, and we'll get to that. Who would you rather again later? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really struggling with this decision, and I'm definitely bringing one of them in because I think they're both um, captain or vice captain musts this week. Because they've both got the big the big ceiling, he's got that really good floor um, with his goal kicking. They've got quite a nice little run as well. Um, I'm just getting that up. So they've got um, the Warriors obviously this week. Then they play the Tigers. So sorry, it's not quite. It's a nice little two game run. But then they run into North Queensland and Melbourne, both at home. Um, but yeah, they're not. They're obviously going to be going to be harder games for them. I just. I feel like his ceiling is capped at fullback. Like we know on the wing, he's got that big 200 ceiling. I don't think he's got 150 ceiling at fullback. Um, no, but he, he has gone over 100 a couple of times know, in that seven games. So, Tubes, what, what do you think? Like on the surface of it, a player who's available at centre wing who's averaging 72.5 at fullback, like it seems like a no-brainer. So why is it that you think that both Matt and I kind of have doubts? I just think... Because he also relies a lot on goal. You feel that he relies a fair bit on goal kicking and and Manly just in for so much less points without Turbo. Uh, I think he's a good option. I'm 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 definitely looking at him if I was to trade out Harry Grant and Cash wasn't an option. Um, I think we've outlined a few. If I was lining up Dylan Edwards, Reese Walsh, Ruben Garrick. Well, one of them is an end-of-year keeper in your centre of wing and the other two you have to trade back out. So if you've got the cash, I think he's a, he's a, he's a definite option. I'll tell you what, I'm just, just thinking on my, on my feet here. So he's obviously available at fullback. So you could bring him in at fullback for these two games and hopefully he goes bang, 100-100 back-to-back. Then you're kind of looking at the Cowboys, you can kind of make a call if you want to keep him for one more game or, or push him on, but you could, you can always move him on ideally to Pappenhausen in round 15 or 16, depending on when he's back. Um, but you could flip him like in between now and round 17 at fullback or at center wing, like as a, you know, you could go down to Campbell Graham because, well, he's round 14. You've got to get him, but do you know what I mean? Like there's, there are options. He gives you a lot of options as a buy where I think if you buy Joey Manu, that's more of a keeper option. Would that be fair, Jono? No, I put them both in the same camp. Honestly, I think if you're getting Garrick this week, he's a hold till the end of the year. Yeah, I agree with Jono. Um, I think you'd be bringing him in and, and looking to keep him. Uh, I think he's not he's not priced he could, he that could cheaply. Be he could get frustrating like, if it goes downhill with that tougher run. Yeah, that's a really tough call. I'm... I think that I'm still in the Manu camp over Garrick, but he's not cheap either, right? 628K, that's a 70 average. 
do you think he's a 70 average for the for, from now until the end of the season? I think that's where my concerns lies, a little bit on what Tube said. I don't know if I trust Manly enough, I think is what it comes down to. So mm. that's where, if I were you, Matt, I'd be slightly leaning towards Manu just because Roosters seem to be on the bounce back and, we, and you know what they're capable of. So yep. you're right, though. It's, it, it is a very, very tough call. Yeah. Um, the other one from Manly Tubes, who I know you were keen on earlier in the in the year, uh, he's had a couple of setbacks since his... Josh Schuster, who's named at 5'8 this week, building back up to a bit of fitness. How do you like his prospects for as a purchase this week? I really, lo- I think he's a great price at 477K. And he's a definite bring in this week if you, if you sort of knew he was going to go back to that back row spot and start yeah. getting some minutes. I think Turbo out as is obviously historically been good for Ola Kawatu, but I think it would be good for Josh Schuster because he he does have that creative flair and they're gonna and they are looking for points on that left edge. So um I think he's a I think he's a good option. It just comes with the risk around what his minutes are gonna look like. But I mean at the end of the day he's been held out by Andrew Davey, so that's not gonna hold up if he's fit. Yeah. I think he's a super pot option. Um He's got a decent BE this week, 80, I think, around that. Um, he's 477K. It was interesting that Dez played him for a fair chunk of the second half at lock last week, just to have a bit of a look at what that looked like. I don't know if either of you saw that. I didn't, um, actually. But obviously, Gerbo has that position tied down. But if they start, they're obviously a bit thin in the front row. Like I don't, Their front row is just not going well this year. you got Kepi's going bang average. Tapao is... I think he's gone. He might be too old. Uh, Pasek has been injured. Sipley's looked all right, but still not top echelon. So they might even look to push Jake up to the front row and Schuster to lock. Uh, and I've got to be honest, Schuster to lock would be um, a big dent for me in his prospects. I'd much prefer him on the edge where he's going to be setting up tries rather than shifting. Yeah, I I agree. But I mean... Again, that just adds to the risk of what's his minutes going to look like in his position. I don't think the yeah. BE's a worry this week. He's out to prove he's a five eight. He's playing the Warriors. He could he could go big this weekend on his own. Yep. Just saw a mouse run across my living room. So a bit of a bit of live action. <laughs> God, I hate mice. Um, uh, Warriors, very very relevant team as we mentioned last week. Um, Tohu Harris was a popular buy last week and was on right on my radar for this week, Jono. He only banged out a 50, I think. Um, and the, there hasn't been a lot of chat about him this week as a, as a purchase option. Um, do you think that there was anything to that kind of lower score or, or would you be still seeing him as a, as a keeper for the remainder of the year at a relatively cheap 557K? Yeah, I, I thought a week ago I'd be bringing him in this week for sure. But I, yeah, if it wasn't for him playing, if it wasn't for his buy coverage, I don't think he'd be in the com- conversation at all for me just yet. Like, I think I want to see a bit more from him. So I think if you're someone who's bringing him back in this week, I think you're kind of hoping and relying upon his pedigree from from previous years. But he, he's coming off a pretty bad injury and yep. he's, he's not a young man. So, I don't know. I think for me, I would have wanted to see a little bit more. And I think there are just better options around at a similar price. So, what I saw was 80 minutes, which I think that that's the most important thing. Um, and I, But what I did saw that I didn't like was he was playing lock. So, he obviously gets named in 12. Then Murchie goes and plays second row and he plays lock. So, he's playing 80 minutes at lock. Great for his work. He's had 52 in base which is insane. Um, what I didn't like was he was doing a lot of ball playing. So he's obviously a very skillful big guy, but you kind of want to see him taking those runs a bit more. Just looking at this now though, 52 in base, 80 minutes. That's pretty hard to ignore. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty hard to you've, ignore. You've I've, done. You've, I've talked, I've, I've talked, I hadn't had a look at him. I was just disappointed with his 50, but my God, that's, that's a, uh, that's compelling. There weren't. I, I mean, I don't. I presume neither of you watched that Knights Warriors game, so I only watched a bit. But um, you'll have to check if there were injuries there. But that's eighty minutes and fifty-two in base. I think. Wait. That's, so how how many minutes and what was his base? 
just Shut double up. checking. Um, <laughs> no, I think he's an option. I think he's a good option, and I think the second row this year is a bit is a bit dire um, compared to what it's been. Uh, and so he's he's he'll be a solid option, and I think you'd be keeping you know a, a potential keeper for the back end of of the year. I, I just think that there's. There's also other options in even just in this Warriors team. If you didn't have them, like if you don't have you and Aiken, he's around the same price as well, and and probably isn't that far priced off him. Um, uh, from that perspective as well, obviously we've talked about Crichton uh, as an option to to be bringing in. Yeah, I think, I think uh, so. I think he's pre- more just dropped down because there are uh, you know other options in the in the back row and uh, and the Crichton conversation the fact that he didn't make Origin was was probably the unexpected part. They're the same price, aren't they, Crichton and Harris? Yeah. So it's kind of like unless it, it's a hard to bring in two players at that price. And I think that obviously for bringing in one, there's no question that it's Crichton. So yeah, I suppose if you have the cash mate, it's not the worst option. But uh, yeah, I do think I'd want to see a little bit more from him. Season hold keeper, I, I quite fancy him. Like Jube said, second row is a bit bit bare. He's just going to get you that. I think he'll. I think he'll average sixty five at least. Um, he playing lock though. He's not going to get many attacking stats. He might get put someone through a hole, but um, he. I'd yeah. say he moves back to an edge when Curran's back though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, Curran was meant to be back this week, but he's not been, not been cited, which is very disappointing for those who might have held. But yeah, one to watch. I'm going to give him a bit of consideration post pod tonight. Um, and, I'm a bit short of cash if I want to get Crichton and then a Manu or Garrick and then a Harris. I'd have to probably sell someone I don't want to. So we shall see. Uh, anyone else from that game? Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Reese Walsh. And so we've talked, uh, we've touched on briefly, but I'm I'm looking at bringing in Walsh over uh, over the Dylan Edwards. His break even's forty five. Uh, he had 56 on the weekend, which wasn't wasn't amazing, but um, I think he's a bit of a he's a sneaky option. To obviously he's got goal kicking. They play Manly, Sharks, Panthers, which isn't great, and then the Tigers um, prior to that round 17 bye. So I think he's a he's an option, and, and I guess what you his his main. Main difference to someone like Dylan Edwards uh, for me is he does just have that much higher, higher ceiling. He's obviously probably got a lower floor as well, but if he did bust out a big week or a big couple of weeks, um, it could be it could propel you forward and, and make you a lot more cash. Tubes, the lower floor, it's actually not as bad as you'd think. I think he's only gone below 53 times this season. So I think that goal kicking means it's actually not as, even though the, he's a guy who's, gets base of 11 and 12 some weeks, but that goal kicking kind of lifts him up a little bit. So it's actually not as bad as you'd think on paper when it comes to that either. He yeah. really just needs the Warriors to start finding a bit more form so they can get some attacking, more more scores on the board. And and like you said, he's got no tries and he's still scoring quite well. So I know one of the boys brought him in, Shine Bright brought him in last week and captained him. He was that confident um, that, that Walsh has got that upside, but... Yeah, he's. Uh, I I haven't had much of a look at him this week. I might I might have to, but yeah, I think he's definitely an, definitely an option, um, and he's a huge pod, so I like it. Um, all right, but just just finishing off here. Obviously, we mentioned Vilaire out. Devastating news. Um, right, last game of the round. Raiders Roosters. Uh, Raiders have uh, who have they got in Origin? Papali and Whiten. So a couple of big outs for them. Uh, Jono, let's start with um, your man, Xavier Savage. I'm giving serious consideration to him this week. Why should I and, and our listeners be doing, um, be doing giving him that consideration? Look, Chansey not back to around 18. He got 34 last week in pure base, plus we know he's got that attacking upside in him. 226K. Like, if this was round one and you're looking at setting up your squad for the year, looking at someone who's playable and just going to make you some cash, Everyone would have started the season with, with Savage at that price. Yep. So I don't understand why it's not just almost like a, a guaranteed thing. You guys seem maybe you're not as on board with Savage as me. So can you guys maybe explain to me the other side that I'm not seeing? So the other side for me is clear, and it's two words, Jono. Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart. 
he's not a man of super coach integrity. He's not a man of super coach honor. And he's firmly in the super coach on Hall of Fame. On the weekend, he did not bring Tommy Starling on until 25 minutes to go in the match. And that hurt. Now, I'm really worried that um, Xavier Savage drops a, ca- a bomb or runs into touch as he did earlier in the year and then he's banished. Or worse, he's hooked, then he's banished. He had 34 in base on the weekend in 80 minutes. He scored 34. He's obviously an incredibly attacking, flair-minded player. I would love to give him some consideration at the price particularly. But where I'm ranked, I don't really want to f- – That's a, it's a really big risk in terms of – I think you have to pl- – if he's playing fullback, I think you have to play him in your 17. And I really don't want to cop a – I really don't want to cop a Ricky shooting. Tubes, yeah. you, you got anything to add to that? Uh, just one slight um... – one thing that was my reservation, I'm, I'm right in saying he went off injured with five minutes to go. On did he get the injured as well? Yeah, yeah he they, did they come just given sh- they were giving no, no, Schiller he, a run, or he came off hurt with five to go. Yeah, right. injured, got and and that's I think he's got a slight. In, he's he's not the biggest um, player, which is probably why they're taking their time bringing him in. And just from what I've seen, he looks like you know. Extremely fast, good attacking flair, as Matt said, but he's been already belted a couple of times and, and he's gone off the field twice in, I think, three of the game in, out of three fullback games that he's played. So I'm just, just puts me a bit wary as well as the, the points Matt made. Yeah. So I think, how's that, Jono, for a bit of a, a rebuttal? I disagree with everything you both said, but I appreciate right. the effort. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, let's let's just let's just flip on that as well. Like he could be a guy with a mega ceiling. Like he, he could go yep. on that run of, and he's going to be difficult to bring in, isn't he? Like if he goes well this week, then they've you know like it's hard to bring. That's going to cost everyone a trade. So if you do want to bring him in with that and pay the price, pay the toll, that's going to hurt you because it's going to cost you a trade. So there is you know it's risk reward, and I'm definitely going to have a bit of a think about it because if, it also frees up cash for some round 17 planning. So I like, yeah. I like where your head's at, John. It, it'd be helpful if you had dual positional status um, and you didn't have to hold him in fullback. But they do have a pretty good run um, the, after this week even as well. Broncos, Newcastle, Dragons. So could be a tra- a, another one that you'd be trading out before 17 anyway. Yeah, I think you'd definitely be getting him out for 17. There's no question about that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you you hoping you can get a, a bit of a maybe a seventy sixty to seventy average in that time, and make you know three hundred k. So um, one one to ponder for sure. Uh, other where in the Raiders, Seb Chris is a trap. Don't go there. I know he scored well on the weekend. He's all um, you know. He's he needs attacking stats. Their whole backline is a trap. Kotrick, yep. Chris, yep. Timiko, Rapana, yeah, Frawley, Fogarty. Zach Wolford, another avoid. Minutes were up on the weekend, but um, Starling hopefully is still there lurking. God. Um, don't buy Starling, but hold for this week and then sell if you've got him. That's what I'll be doing. Hudson Young, Jono. Um, what can you tell me about Hudson Young? And he's he's kind of been going on a decentish run the last month. I think Hudson Young's one of those ones who he goes on a run every now and then and people flirt with the idea of him, but then he'll kind of then have three, four sub-40 scores a few weeks in a row. So I think I kind of get why people are interested in him, but he's, he's not he's not for me. I think one, if we can talk about, that I'm very interested in is uh, Joe Tarpane. Am I saying that correctly, Matt? You're the pronunciation yeah, tar- on the pod. Oh, tar- Tarpany's all right. Tarpany. Um, I, I think with him, there's almost no question that if, if he's getting the minutes, he's a, he's a keeper-level player in front row forward. Uh, he obviously covers this week. This year when he's playing... 50 minutes or more, he's averaging 64. So his average for the season is obviously 59. So if he's getting those minutes, he looks fantastic. The only thing yep. is that you said it before, Ricky Stewart, uh, and it's a yep. case of will he get those minutes consistently. So I suppose if you bring him in this week, you're taking the chance that this new role he's had the last couple of weeks where his minutes have been up, you're kind of taking the chance that that's going to be consistently happening moving forward. Tubes, I know you've been keen on Tarpany. He might have even been in your team to start. He was. With. He was in Tubes' team for the first couple of weeks. He, again, Tubes has uh, had I've that got, vision and foresight. I've got a sneaking suspicion that you might even 
be considering him again this week, Tubes. Yeah, I am considering him again. Uh, and he was in my team to start the year. Uh, and yeah, he was, he's one that probably could have been held over the longer, over the longer term. Um, I think unfortunately, actually, I even brought in Tom Gilbert for Tarpany, which then was straight back out of the team not too long after and, and wouldn't be bad for this round either. I, I am considering him before this pod. I, I sort of had him slotted in and I think he's a very good option. I, my position on Tarpany is good player, good super coach player. Uh, 542k is a 61, 62 average, something like that. I think that that's his absolute top. So he's priced at his max um, and he doesn't have a ceiling. So if I'm getting one of those guys, I want them to at least be able to go on a run. So not for me, um, but I respect your guys' opinion on potentially looking at him as a as a season-long keeper in a, in a, in a position that is a little bit, um, you know, the dual flexibility counts a bit there as well, I think. So I think he's a bit of an alt to Tamalolo. We might even do a, a who would you rather there. Um, for the Ray, uh, for the Roosters, again, plenty of good options. Angus Crichton, clear buy of the week. Um, he's getting 80 minutes consistently on the left edge now, which is crucial. He had a try assist on the weekend, getting through a mountain of work. Uh, Tubes, you mentioned you bought in Nat Butcher early. You must be pretty happy with that. Yeah, very happy. Um Happy with his minutes, happy Same to see the work, and then obviously a bit of an, a nice attacking stat with the try on the weekend. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm through gritted teeth because I was so close to getting him in, and I wish I had. It would have given me more more options this week, but that's all right. Um, he's named it Lock, which is interesting. Um, if he still gets the eighty, but we'll um we'll have to see. Uh, Jono, Joey Mardu, we spoke about him. He's a rock-solid option, isn't he, captain material this week for anyone looking at him? Yeah, and I think that him versus Garrick conversation is a really interesting one. Manu again, averaged 78 when playing fullback last year, I think, in five appearances. So definitely an excellent captaincy option for this week. And then he's also a keeper-level player when he's at centre wing. So couldn't begrudge anyone for for bringing him in. I think um, the only thing that's stopping me is similar to Dan, who's mentioned this a couple of times, not liking to have multiple players from the same team in the same position. And I've already got Tupo. So that's pretty much the only reason that for me, I'm not going to consider looking at bringing him in this week. And Suwali, Jono? Or? I don't have Suwali. I, I missed the boat on that one. And it's obviously right. too late for me to get him now. Although if I did own him, I'd be pretty happy thinking with that origin camp, you often see players come back and rip and tear. After that's getting prob- exposure. That's probably worth a little mention, yeah. So I'm going to have – I'll end up with Suwali, Teddy, and who are we talking about right now? Manu. Manu. <laughs> so if I get Manu, <laughs> I'll have those three. Roosters have still got a really tough run after this week through to round 17. So I think Suwali will be an easy trade-out for me, but I'm still not sure either. But, yeah, that's that's a bit tricky. But, yeah, I still – I think Manu's a great buy. Easy center wing you know, he's he's one of the highest average in center wings, so an easy hold. He's priced at, you know, 600K is not cheap, but he's been more than that during the year. And we know he's got the big ceiling. Love him playing fullback. Um, if I if I pick him, then he'll, he'll definitely have the C this week for me. Uh, who else we got in this game? Anyone else of relevance? Yeah, Luke Keary, he's been going a bit better, Tubes. He's, that, that would be pod, bringing him in. Yeah, I think he's been doing... He's been doing better. I just, I've already, I've already got Sam Walker, which again I'm not too unhappy with. Uh, I just think in the halves, yeah. If you don't already have Walker or Kiri, I think there's four clear cut halves you want to finish the year, and that's Cleary, Hines, Munster, and Dillbags or Dylan Brown. And um, I, again, if you're bringing in Cleary. Uh, sorry, Kiri or Walker this week, it'd only be in the short term and I don't think it would be worth it. No, I think you're right. And especially with that tough Roosters run as well. And we've talked about enough keepers that are options to bring in this week as well. Should give should give a bit of a shout out to um, Billy Smith owners who have held strong all the way through. and <laughs> he's, he's turned up in round 13. They must be absolutely stoked. Um, well done out there to anyone who's held him. Bit of a pot option, Jono. What about Momorovsky? He's a bit of a he's been a pot in the past, and he, we know he's got a decent score in him. Any any interest? 
just one of those ones again. He definitely not one who fits my own personal philosophy of either cheaper, cheapy, sorry, or keeper, not a cheaper. Yeah, a cheapy or a keeper. He's kind of in the middle of that, and I just, yeah, I don't think he's worth it. He could come out this week. And you're, get not a, you're not a pod, you're not a you're not a pod man, are you, Jono? Real meat and if, potatoes kind of. If the numbers player. back it up, I can be a pod man. I think I was an early adopter of Talakai and Ruben Cotter this year, uh, but generally speaking, they got to have the numbers there for me to like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it for the uh, for the games this week. Uh, we've already gone over we've already gone over trades. I'm kind of keen to hear about what you guys are thinking for um, captains and vice captains because it's obviously the one you know one of only a couple of weeks of the year where where the the VC loop is a big option for everyone. So, who are you looking for the for the blue banner tubes? I I'm not looking at anyone really in that Cowboys Titans game. Um, I, I I'm tempted by one of the Panthers, uh, like a Taylor May or an or an Isaac Targo, um, and and putting the VC on them just because May has a a pretty big ceiling, uh, yeah. and even though Cleary and Luai are out, the Bulldogs are obviously still no good. Um, so I'm I'm looking at that, um, but the probably the the C is definitely going to be on Crichton. Um, I would say if I bring him in uh, yeah. and they're the last game of the round. So there's just so many VC options. It'll probably just come down to weather and how much I'm feeling drink. it I'd, over the I'd weekend. Love drink, I'd love Drinky as a VC option. That's yeah. that's seriously one of the reasons I'd consider him, just to get him in to be a, a VC option for this week. Jono, what about you? At the moment in my team, I've got the VC on Taylor May. So similar to Tubes, I just, again... Playing for Penrith against the Dogs, it's hard to ignore. I think if I want to go safe for the captaincy, maybe look at Ola Kawatu, but that, that's a little boring. I, I won't rule out Xavier Savage with the C on him this week would you pro- as well. Would you be? Would you, <laughs> you know, you know, he's only available at fullback now, don't you? There is, there is, there is. Unless you are like behind by a hundred points in your head to head, there is zero percent chance you're captaining Xavier Savage this week. I think. I don't know. Or ahead by 100 points, I think, would be the only ways that I'd consider Xavier Savage. But, no, I, I think Ola Kawatu is not a, not a bad choice for someone who could score a try and get yeah. 100 or, you know, get, get 60 Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, Tubes, last segment of the week. Uh, we're bringing it back. Questions with Tubes. So what do you got for us this week? Uh, yeah. Um, I've got one uh, here from... Uh, Shout out to Lukey T from uh, from Como. Um, he's uh, he's he's coming with a question um, about whether or not you'd look at uh, do it using. Would you consider Matt? And I'll direct this one at you because you're yep. the you're the strategy man, uh, and it's definitely not something Jono's probably going to yep. worry about. Um, would you consider oh, using an extra trade this week to? bring in a non-round 13 player for someone that you definitely like want to get into your team. So it's almost um, like uh, using a boost this week uh, to, to get in to, to start shoring up your team from round 14 onwards. So are you saying to use a boost to use it? So the extra trade to use like a boost this week to avoid using a boost next week or the week yeah. after? Yeah. So, so you or you may be out of boosts. Like I think yeah. you are. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm out of boost, so it doesn't. I'll be using a trade for a round thirteen player only this week. Oh, although in saying that, I, I will, I might consider a round seventeen player. I just, I have to. I'd, I'm looking at all my trades through round fourteen to round seventeen. So, whatever, whatever it would be, would be in the context of that. Um, I think it's a viable strategy to, if you've got boost left, to use that trade this week. I would just be very careful though, because it can go really wrong really quickly with. Covid or with injury at training or mishaps, but in saying that, if you're going to get, if you if you've got real, if you, I think this is all about planning. So if you've got key targets for next week, like uh, I think everyone will have Campbell Graham on the radar for next week. So if you maybe you might want to downgrade an option, uh, particularly if they're an Origin player. So like Payne Haas is feasibly a downgrade option, um, and you wanted to get someone in because you wanted to free up cash for next week for Campbell Graham and someone else. And then you won't have to use your boost. Um, 
yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a bit of a risky one, but I think you get if you can pull it off, then you get the upside of having an extra boost for the run home. So yeah, yeah, I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. The only one that I would have considered is is possibly if if there was a a cheapy option for round fourteen that that was like say there was a someone that's going to play the round 17 buy that was a good cheapy option and you needed to make a trade to a cheapy this week to free up some cash to bring in, say, an Angus Crichton or something along those lines, I would potentially look at bringing in one of those those cheapy options, but I can't think of anyone that's really on the radar that's a, that's a must-have in, in that sort of cheapy proposition at the moment anyway. All right, boys, let's finish the finish the pod with a, with a quick game of who would you rather... Uh, Jono, this is the fifth week in a row we've done this one, but as topical as ever, round 13, Manu versus Garrick. I'm going to go with Garrick with no reasoning behind it, but that's just what my gut's telling me. I'm going to stick with Manu. I'm going to stick with Joey Manu. Uh, Tubes, uh, Tamalolo versus Tarpany, couple of dual front row, second rowers. Ooh, I like Lolo. Yeah, I'm... I'm low, low too, especially at the price. Uh, Jono, Ola Kawatu versus Kikau. For this round, I reckon Kikau outscores him, but if we're talking for the for the season, I'm happy to be on Team Ola. Uh, yeah, I agree. Tubes, Dylan Edwards versus Reese Walsh. I think we know where you're on this one. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going Walsh this week. So. Um, but I don't think it, there's that much in it. John has done a good job of trying to talk me into it, but I'll, I'll be sticking firm on Walsh. I'll go Walsh too. Uh, and John, I think we know where you are on this one. Hammer versus Savage. <laughs> I'm definitely Savage. But where do you guys sit? That's more interesting. Uh, I'm Savage, definitely. I don't like Hammer at all. Tubes? I'm on the fence. I like the Hammer pod, and I don't mind their draw coming up. So I, I'm going to go the Hammer. Fair enough. All right, ex- great pod tonight, boys. Thanks for uh, thanks for turning up. Um, best of luck in round thirteen and through Origin. Um, and thanks again, Jono, for coming on. Great to have you back. We'll have you back on in later in the season. Uh, good luck to all the super coaches out there, and we'll see you next week, round fourteen. Thanks, boys. So thanks, Matt. Good luck catching that mouse. Yeah, you beauty. <laughs>